State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Yeah, vocab. That was my Fuji's intro. I was telling him how that shit came about. Man. So that was the only song I got to produce on that first album, vocab. That's crazy. Yeah. That second one, though. Ooh. What y'all did with that second one? So, cool. Yes. That's yeah, that's it. the one I Amazing. produced that one. You produced the whole album. Yeah, me and my cousin Jerry Wonder. Okay. Yeah, but that's the beats I was cooking up in the basement. Okay. Right? The only beat we didn't do was Fat Fuji La. Salam did that, and that beat was for Fat Salam, Joe. Man. For real? Yeah. You got both that, that be crazy. That man. beat was for Fat Joe. When you hear, you know what I mean? Like, I just saw uh, something yesterday where <laughs> the dude who produced New York shit for, uh, for Busta Rhyme 
that was a beat that he tried to give to EPMD in the 80s. Yeah. They didn't take it. And yeah. 18 years later, he gave it to Busta Rhymes and it yeah. turned into a hit. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like when Yo, you-, you could sit on shit like for years. I remember um, fucking um, Quincy Jones was telling me Austin Power. Mm-hmm. So they brought in him, him to score the shit. Man, he said everything he kept doing, he's like, yo, clap. There was like, no, 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 no. Because he was telling me the power of just constantly keeping your shit. Yeah. And if someone don't get it, they'll get it later. My nigga, this is like years later. He said, Clef, after these niggas told me that shit 70 times, it clicked that I had one sample that of some horn shit I sampled from the 70s. He went and pulled it. And, and it was like, that's what we want. And that was it. I was going shit just like that. Too. You, you did a lot of... Um... Movie soundtracks too. That's my yeah. That's that's the power though. You need me to move over something. Yeah, life, all that. Yeah, life. Shit. Rwanda. Next Friday. Friday. Yeah, I did a lot of songs. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how I thought I was gonna make money though. Doing I never thought family. scoring movies, scoring film. That's what I wanted to be a composer. My baby to Alabama this morning, so I had to go to the white man round. It's just the control. <laughs> That shit hard. Can I say you one of the greatest, man? Yo, every battle I see you watching, I see you like, you remind me of me when I was in the cafeteria. I was telling them one of my greatest Da Vinci codes is I learned how to battle rap at a young age as a defense mechanism in the hood. Right. Coming from Haiti, like I had no choice. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, it's very, uh, very... It's very I, entertaining, I, but I it's understand. I overstand. I love it. You know what I'm we used to be number 10, it. but now we permanent one, and the battle lost my finger. Mike became my arm. <laughs> I need this. Yeah, man, Clef got that, that music, man, that happy shit. Yeah. Changed the whole vibe. And All the way. And I know that that had to be... Had to be, yeah, nigga, it had to be hard to do, you know, to have that freedom to just be like, man, I'm going to do something that ain't nobody else doing. That's always difficult. I'm sure that it had to be difficult when you come in with a sound and everybody like, what the fuck is this? But you see, the thing with our perception coming from Haiti, right? like I was saying, my whole life was like slumdog millionaire, city of gods. So when I came to America, by the time I got to the projects, I was like, we made it. I heard them women singing some crazy shit. And then I took the, the congos and just started playing the shit. And I started making melodies. And um, and we was like in this village, like mad poor, nothing, like crazy. But I used to take in the stray dogs. So all the dogs used to be like my family, you know what I'm saying right, to you? Right. And then like DMX and shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you? And then I used to f- fucking be writing songs. And sing shit for my dogs, like for straight dogs. Yeah, like Hold you know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So you bring the stray dogs, and they would be your audience. Yeah, my nigga. Because I'm six. Look, I don't have no Walt Disney. Right. I don't have no television. I don't have so, nigga. We had the stray dogs in a cemetery, and the cemetery to me was a playpen. Damn. You feel me? Because. When the shit would do thunder and lightning and shit, that's when we would go play the high go seek shit. At the cemetery. Yeah, you feel me right, though? Right, right. <laughs> that's corpse behind Dr. No, Jiggins. I'm saying, my nigga, like, Dr. it's Jiggins, just a whole... Hide behind Dr. Jiggins' tombstone, <laughs> nigga, found me. 
<laughs> Yo, it was like that. Let me ask you this. My nigga was like that. You got to America, right? Whole yeah. different life. What was, what was the shit that blew your mind? Okay, before you answer that, which is going to be on top of the question that I want, because yeah. it picked back off what you said. Yeah. From the Caribbean, when you see that there's an extended life, when people say America is yeah. the land of can you paint that picture so people could, what who, look like? who don't understand yeah. by living here, you are already winning? Yeah, my nigga. So, so to your point, I was telling them, I ain't see, I ain't know what lights were. Right. Lights to me was a lamp. I ain't know what a faucet was. Mm-hmm. Um, Indoor plumbing, nigga. We took, we ain't had napkins. Like you got, you want to take the shit, nigga. You got to go to the ravine. Mm. Like the ravine is like you going to to the fucking like the woods in the back, right? And mm-hmm. then you go to the woods, my nigga. And then it's one big hole. You ever right. seen fucking Slumdog Millionaire? Yes. That's the ravine. Mm. That's where everybody got to take the shit at. Damn. You feel what I'm this saying? Is, hey. Yeah, this is where I'm from, my nigga. I ain't get here till I was 10. This this was my reality. Right. Then you go to school, you gotta walk like for miles, right? Right. But then we had a donkey. So we would trade off on who would take the donkey. Who would take the donkey? Yeah, my right? nigga. So by the time okay, peek this. I never seen a white person ever in my life. Never seen a car, never seen a plane. I ain't know what that shit was, right? So you got to think about this. I'm going to show you the reality. Niggas is like six. He mic'd up? Okay, this shit getting deep, nigga. <laughs> we need everything. Yeah, y'all sit y'all lad down, man. All they walking around, shit. Come on, hurry up. This shit getting good. So niggas like Low six here. Now, Put reality, though, to your point. Right? So we would eat every like four days. That's when we get food. You feel me? Every four days. God damn. Don't, don't, don't do me like that, man. Listen, we get food every four days. But now we drink water. You understand? Because people don't understand substance of water is important. When they say Jesus fast 40 days and 40 nights, they ain't mention nothing about water. So I got to tell you this shit because it's going to sound crazy. But this is our reality. Right. So... Hurry up, man. Hey, you, you, you listen to the damn story. Do whatever you want, baby. That's that's me, man. You good. You got the right shirt on, though. I tell you that. The black prince and the fella Coochie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the nigga right there. Joe know all this. Yeah, he on it. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's so crazy because when I was with, uh, we, you know, we started the Fuji tour to be continued this year. And me and Lauren was talking. And she was, she was like, nigga, when you used to tell me this shit, I used to think like you was exaggerating on some three trillion shit till Google came out and I would Google dirt pies. Cause I told her like, we used to eat dirt from the floor. And, and then she was like, not till Google came out and I Googled this shit years later and was like, this nigga was telling the truth because she couldn't fathom what? a nigga picking up dirt from the floor and eating it. Yo, so people were really eating that. Was it a specific kind of dirt? Or okay, so it's funny. Come, they got, this, it's like they got a red dirt. It's like a red, red dirt. Yeah. Again. Mississippi, we do that. Okay, it's, nutri- it's nutrition, but you're not thinking of that. You get what I'm saying? Because God made everything. Right. But just here's my reality, my nigga. So when a plane is coming right. from where we at, we used to have the slingshots. You see right. what I'm saying to you? So the minute we hear the plane, the shit is real hot. 
So to us, at six years old, what you think the shit is? It's a bird, bro. bird, yeah. Bird. So I'd be like, translation, the bird's coming, assume your position, my nigga. Niggas is butt naked. Bird's coming, niggas is butt naked like this. On the ground, trying On the to get ground, the nigga, assuming positions with your slingshot, nigga. Butt naked. Whoever get the best, some soccer Zulu shit. So, nigga, that was the reality. So when you tell me first, so when you tell me about America, right, nigga, this shit is sweet. By the time we got here, so now, just before we got to America, we used to hear the stories, right? Like yo, the land of the free, the land of opportunities. So, white man pulls up in a jeep. Never seen a white man before, and he get out of, he get out of his jeep, and we in the village with my grandma. So I hold my grandma hand. Cause nigga look like an alien. I ain't never seen a white man. Mm -hmm. And I said, Grandma, who this? She go, that's Jesus Christ. In prayer. <laughs> she, go, she go, that's Jesus Christ. And, and I'm like, uh, Jesus Christ? So now, okay. My nigga, look, no cap. Go to these Caribbean people homes. Right. Everybody got a picture of a white Jesus with blue eyes. He's a boy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So now she go, that's Jesus Christ. So Jesus takes the rice, gives the village, and then he's leaving. So now years later, my parents come and get us from Haiti at 10. Mm -hmm. Shit work out for them. Mm -hmm. And then they put us on a plane. Shit looked like a UFO. I ain't never seen a plane. So me and my brother sit next to each other, and my brother freaks out. Ah, ah. I'm like, Sam, what the, what's wrong? He goes, ah, ah. And we look up, and we see more white people now. Right. So he's freaking out. And we mad confused because they all wearing the same uniforms. It's 300 mm. Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> so then my brother goes, and I said, calm down. Right? These are Jesus cousins. Right. We're good. Because <laughs> in my mind, these are just Jesus cousins. Right. Because they look like Jesus. Right. And they all rock it. Later, we found out they were the students and all that. Right. They had the same uniform. Right. That's that reality. Now the fucking plane is landing. Right. And in New York, we just see a bunch of lights. So per the tale that was told in the village, City of Diamonds. So we landed in the City of Diamonds, my nigga. So we get to the City of Diamonds, and now my uncle pick us up in a big-ass station wagon. Right. LTD. Right. Old fucking station wagon. I look at my brother, and we both just start celebrating because we rich. Our father's Donald Trump in our head. Right. Cause now we pulling up to these brick buildings and them shits look so we don't know they're the projects to right. us. Like, yo, beautiful, beautiful. So that's always been my reality. So that's what I was saying. Like no man, I, I wouldn't even know if a man is saying, don't do a Pepsi commercial. I wouldn't even know if he tell me I'm selling out. I wouldn't even know what that means. Right. Cause I came literally from the. Yeah, because my reality is to make sure that my family's taken care of. Right. That's the first reality. So that's how sort of like we came up. So now we coming up like this. So, you know, you got us and then you got the Haitian Jacks, you know, all right. of that. Same family, though. Right. Haiti's like Sicily. Right. It's all from the same place. And my dad took me and he bought me the jersey. Because mm. he was like, yo, I don't want you amongst. And then he bought us the jersey. But later, we all united back in life. Mm -hmm. But... It all started with my dad taking me. He was like, yo, I'm bringing you to Jersey. I mean, to Jersey, he couldn't even read English, but nigga was a farmer and a fisherman. Right. 
I see my dad make corn in the projects. Like, that was another, like, defensive mechanism. Like, niggas wouldn't fuck with my dad. He was, like, the OG, like, niggas would talk. So one day, he's a mechanic, too. That's where my car game come in. Mm -hmm. And he's driving a car to bring to Jersey that he just fixed. Right. And then he can't read English, but he look, and it said, Garden State Parkway. So he come back and said, we go to the Garden City. We go to Jersey. Right. So in his brain, he's thinking like it's, it's the farm garden. city, right, right. the garden. Like you know what I'm saying right. to you, nigga. We get straight to Newark, where Red right. from. No, like, the brick, you know, brick city. We get straight, straight to, to the brick. brick. Straight to the like, but this is all our reality. Right. And in a brick, 1108 South Orange Avenue, a burnt down funeral home, right in the hood. My dad has a vision in his head and says, God told him that's where the church gonna be at. Mm-hmm. 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 So my, we all think he's crazy. Right. So my dad buys this funeral home. And now we live inside of a funeral home, my nigga. Hey. 1108 South Charles Avenue. We live inside of a burnt funeral home, right? And now we got to live all the way downstairs. Where the bodies... And the coffins and everything out, right? Because he got a vision to rebuild it, right? But people, we didn't see his vision, right? Right. His vision wasn't even that. It was a fucking parking lot. Right? So nigga end up having the biggest parking lot. And if you want parking, you got to rent. You get what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. that's how nigga played chess. Right. So, so yeah. when did you realize, like, coming from Haiti, getting to America, when did you realize that y'all really didn't move up? Y'all just moved around. Like, when did you realize y'all was still impoverished just in a different setting when it i would say the first thing i re i realized was prejudice mm. not with white people with black people because where i came from i thought we all was the same on some shaka zulu shit. you right, feel what i'm right, saying right. so i would go to the block and i'd be like i know my brothers right. i know my brothers <laughs> 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 nigga, it's your goof ass soul, exactly. son. Fuck is wrong with this nigga? This nigga speaking in cursive, big. <laughs> yo, double sack. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, why they treat me like I thought we was fun? You know what I'm saying? Because you said, I love my bread ass. <laughs> Scared the shit out of you. <laughs> Niggas was like, yo, man, go back to Jamaica, bro. Right. And I was like, I'm not Jamaican. Right. But That's I all they do. It's like, ah, right, nigga, everybody that got an accent, you Jamaican. So right. it was sort of like, you know, understanding that. And then one day my mama gave me food stamps mm -hmm. and was like, go to the store with that. Right. I don't know. It looked like money to me, Monopoly right. money. Right. So I'm in the line, you know what I'm saying, to you. And then I can hear all the other kids, you know what I'm saying, behind me. And they're like, <laughs> food stamps, food stamps, mama on welfare, food. You know what I mean? And you don't and even I know can, what that means. I don't even know what that means, my nigga. Because it don't matter to me right. where I come from. My mama sent me to the store. So... Now, all of these realities just slowly start to make sense. You know what I mean? Um, my dad bring us in Brooklyn, because we always like Jersey, Brooklyn, back and forth. There was a department store called Jack's mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And so my dad brought us to Jack's. We came from Haiti. He was like, yo, good side. <laughs> and take as many sneakers as you want, you know. Right. <laughs> so we go to Jack's, my nigga. And I'm like, oh shit. $100.99? And my pops like $200 for a pair of sneakers? And he told us, go, my nigga, I grabbed every color green, 
yellow. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I'm top of the top. Yeah. Put the, you know what I'm saying? Then I get back home, proud of myself. Nighting up my yellow joint, boom, boom, boom. And then I get into school, and I hear these kids start to say, Jeepers. <laughs> to make your feet feel fine. Jeepers, exactly, right? Like nine. Nine. Yeah. yeah. And then, see, I can't <laughs> even know. make this shit up. I'm just <laughs> yes, telling sir. you, see? And he's backing it up, because we this our first time talking. Right. But it's all these stories, so he, exactly, exactly what he was doing. So you see the cross-culture. Right. So niggas was like, yo, so what was $200 in my head was a dollar and 99 cents. Right. But none of that mattered to me. Right. You see what I'm showing right. you? I'm just right. showing you all of this was a reality, and that became the whole thing. So I would have talked shit. I was naked last week. Right. <laughs> exactly. Bitch, I went from naked <laughs> to, to having a hundred pounds of man. Trying to kill you, like with a slingshot. <laughs> you ain't never ate dirt. dirt. <laughs> you keep you, you, you tell your Asian party, yeah, you can make yourself at home. This ain't your butt naked. Cookie dough? What is this? This is how we do it in my house. Butt naked. Butt ass naked. Yo, that's that, oh, no Yeah, man, that, that was the reality. And it goes on and on and on and on. Right. So, it's like, what this is, and I'll show you something. Suge Knight comes out. Right. And the whole industry is terrorized. Yeah. Ask me one time you ever seen the Fuji's with a bodyguard. Mm. Never. Never. Like, we our own clique, we our own movement. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, where I come from, I a man you. is a man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying to you? And your, 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 your mom... And your you Everything. God forbid you get jumped and then you come back in the house and you're talking about you just got jumped. Your parents are gonna be like, go back outside and get what they took from you. Right. Automatically, so they instill that 1804 revolution, zoo mentality. Mm -hmm. So all of that at a very young age. So for us, what was more important was how do we code the music mm -hmm. in a way for the world to get it. That's why we was a different kind of author. Because I was like, nigga, we already know. We got guns in the hood. We got drugs. We know that. We from that. So the, the whole Fuji mythology was like, they form a right was like, how do we write for the world to look at us in a different way to know? Like, we scientists. We intellectuals. Like, we monsters. Like, we are conscious mm -hmm. that even though you put us in this little environment as a whole, everybody going to rise. Mm -hmm. So that's why the lingo was always different than just the direct. Mm -hmm. And y'all put a lot of that in the music because a lot of people don't know the Haitian history and how much they've been influential in. I'm talking about the first revolutions, the first people to stand up to hypocrisy and slavery. And, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. I mean, you look at Haiti and they have been instrumental in so much. So I can imagine y'all coming over here and seeing what we think is the ghetto and y'all like, nigga, shit, this ain't. This, this ain't nothing compared to this. I was naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was naked last week with a slingshot. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know what I mean? Eating dirt. Hell no. Nah. So why is it Haitians and the Dominican Republic, why is it it's some type of beef when y'all on the same island? Y'all literally neighbors. Yeah, like, like Mexico and California. Before it was California, it was all Mexico. Mm. Correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. Talk your talk now. Right? right? So geographically. So, and then if we just talk about the Caribbean as a whole, 
That's North America. It's North America. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that. Mm -hmm. Now, if we talk about, to your point, Haiti and the Dominican Republic, that's Española. Mm -hmm. So one thing. Mm -hmm. Now let's go step deeper. Keep talking. Haitians got their independence in 1804, and who helped the Dominicans get their independence? Haitians. Mm -hmm. Haitians. Mm -hmm. But again, conquering divide. It's always, they do it here. Mm -hmm. It's about the idea of conquering, dividing uh, the politics, the rhetoric, the whatever you instill in a youth as a child, they're going to grow up into it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you something that people don't even know. My uncle, his name is Raymond Joseph. He was born in the Dominican Republic. But in my point, he's just born in Española. So the point is, <clears throat> the love has to start with when the kid is small and he's growing up that you don't do that. It's like you can have beef with, like Cuban can have beef with a Puerto Rican, right? Or they could be like, you know, uh, they could have beef with a Mexican. It's almost like they put this rhetoric within us. It's just that the instill of the prejudice that when you grow up with. So, because their idea is like, imagine if the Dominican Republic and Haiti can, can just unify and be one thing, Correct. right? And then imagine if they take that same unification to Jamaica, it take it all around, right? Yeah, so you got to think, but that rhetoric, my man, it starts off with the politicians. It starts off with a nigga who's like, this is my land and this is my turf. And he get a bunch of niggas and say, okay, we're going to fight these niggas over this. So now what happens, right? So through bad policy, Haiti gets failed, right? And... I hope these Haitian leaders watching this shit too. A lot of them is okie doke fuckboys. So these okie doke fuckboys, what they do too at times, they sell their own Haitians to the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. This is true. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, where does it start? It got to start with us. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to hold these leaders accountable. You know what I'm saying to you? So to your point, we watch it here too, conquer and divide. Think about this. I get my independence in 1804, and you in America, they hanging y'all. They burning y'all. You watching him get hung, and you shaking. They hanging him. You, you, you watching. You know you next. You shaking. But what happens if you got to me? I'm in Haiti. They won't let, you, they won't let me have a conversation with you. Because mm -hmm. I'll just be like, yo, man. You gotta we, do it, uh... I'll be like, you know what we just did to these right. dudes? We just shook the whole Napoleon and boom. And then that information go with you. Then you would have more Nat Turners. Mm -hmm. They don't want no, that. Okay. Nah, so, so again, information is power. I always say that. You know what I'm saying to you? But um, so then I pushed, I even pushed forward now mm -hmm. and try to become president of Haiti. I wish. Yeah. That's going to happen. Hey, hey, J-O-N, it's about I that tried, time. I, man. Tried, Let me I tried to be president. That's going to happen. If you going to be president, that's going to happen. I was president. I'll get elected on, on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Assassinated, assassinated on Saturday. Saturday. Buried on, on Shout out to Dave Chappelle. That's yeah. the first time I did that. I was pretty high. It was fire. Don't worry about it. You work with all the yeah. legends, man, but I got to ask you this one. You work with Dylan. Dylan, 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 Dylan. You work with all the goats, man. Hot fire. Yeah, and then you already know. That's my... You can eat they always ask me, <laughs> Thank you. They always ask me my top five. And I'm like, why y'all even bother to do that? Y'all already know it's Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Hey, man, welcome back to the 85 South Show. Yeah.
Yeah, man. We're doing Why our big move today, man. We got none other than the super talent. We got to give him a good one. Give him a good one. The super dope. Yes, the sir. super instrumental. Yes, sir. Part of one of the hardest rap groups in rap history, yes, man. Sir. Hey, man. Multicultural kid. Make music all across the board, Keep whether going. it be for the hood. Whether it be for South America, whether it be for Haiti, he done ran for president. Yeah. Hey, got one of the highest grossest selling albums of all time, man. Talk? None other than Ooh. the legendary Haitian, Mr. Wyclef. Mr. Wyclef Jean. Mr. Wyclef. Big respect. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's go. I always wanted to ask you about this, man. You were in a, a legendary hood movie, Shotters, man. Shotters. They had you playing a gangster in there. Now, you Rich. Haitian to the bones. There's a whole lot of... Rich. Right. A whole you know, lot of Jamaicans in that you, movie. You know, you know, if, you know, it was a white man, a black man, and a Chinese man, you know? Right. Mm. You know? And, and, and it was easy to say that joke and as Richie F's and just murk dangles without you see it coming. Right. You know what I'm saying? All I got to do is that was not me because right. coming from Haiti grew up in Brooklyn first and at the time every Haitian wanted me Jamaican you know what I'm saying that's, <laughs> that's what I was right. that was what, a reality what, Haitian, what was, was the reality. feedback for you nigga this is before your era every every Haitian that's watching this that's my age know that at that time you had to have a Jamaican accent because the Jamaicans was powerful even my even my man watching this right now in the DR like, understands this. Like, at the end of the day, because them Haitians was no joke. Right. 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 So, it was so crazy because in times in Brooklyn, the the the, the neighbor would be like, yo, I'm Jamaican, man, I do it, you know. Yeah. You see the man, the man, I pull up, and then trust me, man. You see, you see? Yeah. Let me just talk like that. I'm blood talk with a Jamaican accent. Boy, I play a chameleon, man. So, yo, when, 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 uh, when, when the idea of doing shotters and what I loved about that flick, though, shout out to Seth. This is one of my favorite things about shotters. So, I'm, a, I'm about to fuck y'all for a minute. So, I actually started off me, Miss Hill, aka L Boogie. Mm-hmm. We was in an off Broadway play. Right. right? This is like 30 years ago. It was called Club 12. Right. And then, of course, you see Miss Hill went and she was doing sister acts and still doing her music, right? right. So, and she was saying this the other day when we was on tour and in prize. We, I thought like I was going to be an actor at one time too, right? Because right. it just, so literally there's an article that said we did Hamilton 30 years ago. Me, Miss Hill, MC Light, before Hamilton was Hamilton. Hamilton, was Hamilton. So now, the thing about acting, which we loved about Shotters, mm-hmm. everything you saw was improv. A lot, you know what I mean? You have a script, but the script is all improv. Mm-hmm. So when the director come and he go, all right, boy, you got me in a yellow Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> and you already know, man, we want you to murder the boy. <laughs> but you can't let the audience know that you're murdering. Roll the blood clot camera. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cameras, bro. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, it was a white man, a black man. And then, so the, the idea of the improv and the feeding off each other is one thing's like actors and actresses thrive off, you know, still till today, these improv classes, 
and that natural vibe. So for me, shotters have a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? That's what's amazing about it. That's what I was asking. Like, what was what was the like from the Haitians? What was the feedback when they 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 were they proud of the representation that you put out there? Yeah, I mean, Richie F is is in, in more places more famous than Wild Clef. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have you going to London, walking through a thing like that? Why, Richie F? Nah, it's Wild Clef. Nah, my nigga, Richie F. That's like one of those things that you can't shake. The Shadows movie, mm-hmm. whether if if it's the child is 15 or 50, like somehow that movie got across everybody. Yeah. I just That's watched crazy. it two yeah. days ago. Yeah. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue with its powerful, DC turbo engine? Well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. New York, you know, that was you when you first touched down, but yeah. like, how did you feel when, were you already Wyclef when you got to go down, down to Miami and see the presence that the Haitian people have down there? Like, were you already famous or did you get to see that prior to you becoming a superstar? So, it's a deep question. So, you had two sets brewing at the time. Mm -hmm. So, we was in Brooklyn, Jersey, the refugees. Mm -hmm. And the thing is now, if you look back at the refugees, John Forte, who got the first pardon. Now, hold on, Dak. I gotta ask you this. Yeah, yeah. I had no fucking idea who John Forte was until okay. he just showed up on the Wyclef song, but we was rocking with your shit so hard, we just yeah. like, oh, it's Wyclef yeah. partner. Yeah. Like today, like, say somebody you feel has talent, you're going to put them on a feature. Right. You know what I mean? So John was those, John was always in the studio. He was part of doing the beats. He was mm -hmm. part of the, John was part of the brain trust or the Fuji's. So, and automatically, definitely John had the vibe. So, I was saying, like, when we look at it, John historically was one of the first rappers that got a pardon from a president mm -hmm. for his charge. Um, it was George Bush, right? <clears throat> so now I, I bring you there to show you, like, when, when, when we say, like, the refugees, it was literally taking a, a negative and making a positive out of it, right? right. Without having a top move. Right. So we was there. Then you had... The Zopan that was in Miami, right? So, so let me tell you the story, mm. the real story. Give me a lighter, right? So, <laughs> don't want to get a lighter. So, blood clot lighter, boy. So, I remember we was doing a show with Buju Banta mm -hmm. in Miami. Salute to the general. We was doing a show, um, and uh, and I'm downstairs. And keep in mind, we bubbling, but we still not. And then my man like, yo, my man Shaman said, yo, there's these dudes upstairs, you know? Like, they not going to get off, you know, they on by the stage because my road manager has to get them. I said, yo, it's not going to get off, man, till you, you know, they just like, they got to see you. So I go and we kids. And the minute I see Makazo, Makazo, looks like my brother. Right. So literally, see, the thing about Haiti is tribes. Right. So me and Mac just start to hug each other, and it's just a, a energy with right. kids. Right. So the idea of the refugees and the idea of, like, Zopan, it was a, a movement of struggle, and, like, we're going to show, like, the world that we're on top and we could do better. Mm -hmm. So... I, I was the first dude, no cap, that put a festival together in Miami. This is long before Ultra and all these festivals. I'm the first one. The Carnival, the carnival was the name of the festival. Aaliyah, you could Google it. Timberland, mm -hmm. Usher. That's the first time, if Usher's watching this, he know. Mm -hmm. That's the first time people thought Usher was Haitian. Mm -hmm. That's where the rumors started. Say that. It started on my festival. Because <laughs> right. I had Usher say, Sac passe. And every time we see each other, he'd be like, yo, you know it's because you had me say, endless. I keep going and going and going. So 
And I remember being in the audience mm -hmm. with Macazo and we both looking at each other. And he was like, yo, man, this is, this is the vision, man. Like, we're going to take this music thing to the next level. So he's a big inspiration because it was like brother talking to brother. Mm -hmm. So we like in the middle of this festival and we're talking. So I'm going to show you how deep it is. So when you watch a video I have, which is called MVP Compa, mm -hmm. MVP Compa, you spoke about the Creole music that I do too. Mm -hmm. So in the intro of that video, now if y'all go back and watch it, the minute the song starts, that's me and Macazo mm -hmm. in the very intro. And it's in Creole. So again, we was celebrating the idea of life, the idea of music, red eyes, all these guys. It was an idea of positivity. This was the start of everything. This is what it was going to be. So the embracement was like this because we all was repping the flag. And it was sort of like, it's like one set meeting another set but part of the same set. Right. You know what I'm saying right, to you? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a big same flag because yeah. we all up on the one. Yeah, so I mean, I say free Macazo. You mean that. I mean free Macazo. Free Macazo. Yeah. I ask you this. What did you learn when you ran for president? Like, because you, this is real. You, this top office over there. What did you, what were some of the lessons that you learned or some of the things that you didn't know about government that you came in? Well, I remember calling like my closest friends and I was like, <laughs> yo, I'm going to run to be president of Haiti. And all I heard was, nigga, you crazy, click. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, nigga, I'll be at the funeral, click. Right? <laughs> nigga, I'll be at the funeral, click. Right? You get my blood? Congratulations. Barack, you next. Nigga, whoa, I can't wait to tell my son, but you know your dad smoked Snoop Dogg and White Club, right? Man, this is some good shit. I feel good. Not my day, I feel good. The last scene. La passe? La passe? Yeah. So here we go. On the real talk, right? When I ran for president. Yeah, right there. Look like a bull. They'll, they'll do you dirty on 85 South. Yeah, you go. gotcha. So when I, when I ran for president, hit a real talk. Right. So we seen Kanye run. Did. Jordan, um, Trump. I go way back, like saying like with Trump, I'm just showing you like, I remember one of my early shows that I did, like was for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. This is before he was president. Mm -hmm. And I, I have like a picture, I'm just showing you, this is like at a time when I was running, mm -hmm. right, so if it, I was on The Apprentice, I'm just giving you a different thing. Mm -hmm. The idea of a celebrity mm -hmm. saying right. like, yo, I'm going to run for office of a country, they're like, yo, what of. you want? Right. What you want? Right. Right? So they was like, yo, Clef stole money from his country. Mm. Right? They took your whole people. They started doing what, you know, now you see it in politics. It's called a smear campaign. Mm -hmm. right? Propaganda. Mm -hmm. yeah, so they start this smear campaign. Mm -hmm. And then with the smear campaign, you go from being most loved. This portion of the show is sponsored by Blue Magic Hat Grease and Red Tail Combs. You had chicken, huh? Yes, sir. And a Dr. Pepper. You know it. I know you Red, did. You're not. Popeye's chicken. I just want four legs in a biscuit. This shit right here? Oh my goodness, who did this? They got your order wrong. Ready or not? Chicken on DC top of it. The curtain fuck out. What do you got? 
Got some, put chicken uh, on it. I don't eat chicken no more. Yeah. Only, only shrimp. Tell him to reorder my shit. Uh, only shrimp. We good? Uh. Welcome to the club. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. To, I can't yeah. eat that chicken shit. So we, so we, so we pick back up. Yeah. So, so on real talk, I ran for president, and y'all saw how they came at me. Right. Now we know what that's called. It's called a smearing campaign. Smearing campaign. That's how they try to get you. Right. What made me run, and what made me think I could be president is the most important thing. Right. So let's get into it. There's what you see on camera, and there's what you see behind the camera. I'm seeing. So before I ran, in 2005, when George Bush gave the order for Colin Powell, RIP to the general, mm-hmm. had to go to Haiti and literally kidnap the president at the time, Aristide, and mm-hmm. take him out the country, right? It's 2005. I remember watching... I was in Paris, I remember, and this was like past those dates. And I remember I'm watching TV. And a kid comes on the TV in Paris. And he says, the only person that can make us put our guns down is Wyclef Jean. Now, why he say that? Because even as a Fuji, the score, the Grammys, I put up my flag. Even when I'm on doing music for Sony, I'm still doing music in Crayon and I'm sending it back to Haiti. The same way Biggie would do music and, and Brooklyn feels like, he, you know, that Biggie is a Bible. So I would do music like that. On old, so there was always that connection with them. So, and that kid, his name is Haitian Tupac. Now, let me show you how the gangs was working <laughs> in Haiti. Yeah, hell of a nigga, right? Yeah. <laughs> nigga street name, name yeah. for your head. Yeah. You hear me? And then I, I need everybody after this to go watch The Ghost of Cite Soleil and get deeper. All of the kids that was in the Cite Soleil at the time was inspired by hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So they gave themselves hip-hop names. So go watch the doc. You're going to see 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a, he, he calls himself 50 Cent. He's a Haitian. And it goes on and on. So... <clears throat> We got a chance to do a doc. You'll see it on these kids. So I want y'all to get deep into the gang culture down there just to understand where it comes from. So just to say that touched me when he said that. And I said, yo, I'm done with music. Like, what other record can I possibly break? My people need me. Slumdog Millionaire. I came from that village, and I'm going to go back and put my entire heart into that. Now, what didn't y'all see behind the cameras? Me in Haiti with all the gangs at the time saying, look, I'm going to put this. If y'all see any of these trucks coming and they have a yearly Haiti sticker, don't rob them. Right. They're here to work for us. They're here to work for you. Right. I was inside of these communities with like women giving money out and having them start small businesses. I was the one that was getting on the plane, going from Haiti to Washington, D.C., to negotiate what the gangs wanted with the U.N. at the time. This is all me. This is before I ran for president. I was the one that went to Congress and was like, yo, dog, like at the end of the day, I need y'all to pass this bill so that the textile can be on point and we could bring more job creations. This is me. This is not on camera. This is what's happening in real time. Mm-hmm. So when I ran, I knew I could do it mm-hmm. because I felt like 
I was, I was the face of the country. Let me put y'all up on this last game. 200 and, 250,000 people under the rubble, right? What made me think I could do it? And where am I going to get the money? Because Haiti is tied to the World Bank and the IMF. Yo, Clef, nigga, where you going to get that money from? Well, I'm going to get that money from the Environmental Fund. They said, what's that? Carbon credit. Literally through carbon credit, I could have built my whole country over. You know what I'm saying to you? And that literally probably go over some people's head. Just Google carbon credit. That's what credit. I was just about to ask you yeah. about. Go back to the yeah, uh, and then, Haiti being tied to the World Bank and the IML. That's right. So what that means, like Haiti being, yeah, it's so funny. They call me the, the lawyer of the hook. I, got, I break it down both ways. And my brother's the real lawyer, though. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what that mean? Real simple. All right. So... Here you go. This is a house. Go ahead, man. I'm going to give you this house. You can go ahead and live in it. Um, but you're making absolutely no money at all. Go ahead. You can live in it. But you're going to pay me $100 a month, literally, for the rest of your life. Yes, I be, I it's def- almost like I, I, I set you in a structure to fail right from the gate. Because where are you going to get that money? So if you really want to help Haiti, the first thing I would say, clear Haiti's debt completely from the French, right? From the clear, the, clear the debt. World Bank, everybody, you clear the debt. Because if you want to really help me, you got to start from scratch. But why wouldn't you do that? You wouldn't do that because you'd be like, hold up. If I clear Haiti debt, then I got to clear this person's debt and that person's debt. So by design, the system. feel me, that's how the shit's set up. So again... I ain't politically savvy, my nigga. Mm-hmm. So now I'm fighting against a system that I can't see. You feel what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. So I got a few mentors at the time. One is Harry Belafonte. Right. So I got to reach out. And, um, and I go to Harry and I'm like, yo. He says, look, you're going to be fighting the invisible hand. But he said, if your hands is clean, you're going to come off balance and you're going to be able to help your people. So... For me, past that experience, what it is is they took me out the race illegally. Did I have power at the time to push a button and Farrakhan and shit up? Like when Farrakhan put a million men out there, did I? Have, yeah, I could have did that. But I felt like I ain't want blood in my hands. So I told the youth, he who fights and walk away, live to fight another day. So it's like at the end of the day, what did I learn? I said, man, I need good government because if I'm investing money in Jamaica, I'm investing in Africa, and I'm investing in Antigua and in different places, why can't I build my own Punta Cana in my own country? I got enough, enough connections and I have enough ways. I, I'm, I'm smart. I know how to raise money. I do it in other countries. So for me, the lesson that I learned is we need better governance to move forward. Now, they try to make it seem like Haiti is so poor, right? But it's this, I can't remember the name of it. It's this, it's this, um, I think I want to say it's a rare earth element that they make microchips out of that they only get from Haiti. Yeah, Haiti has a lot of things. Haiti has a lot of minerals and like natural resources. Okay, natural resources. Yes. So, what I'm going to tell y'all about Haiti is this. And keep in mind, you said something earlier which was ill. So, and 5% of, you know, you might hear Jay-Z say, peace God, right? Peace or God. different, peace God. So we have something called knowledge itself. 
So knowledge itself is like you really understand what's going on. So at the end of the day, King, this is what I want you to know. Whatever you see, they say, is the poorest place in the world. Remember when they used to say Africa, the poorest place in the world, and if we didn't want to go, you know what I'm saying? First time I went to Africa, I was so like into like the black power movement. I showed up with Dashiki. Niggas is wearing Rockaway. They're like, nigga, what year are you from, right? Because right? right. I True thought, story. you get what I'm, you right. feel me? Cause I just got back from Ghana. It's this, I mean, it is you feel me? when you go over there and see how they living, and you have this perception that these people are flies on the face and the arms of the angels. No, no. they like that. No, they, they fly. Over there. They, got, they get money. Benzes, yeah, but everything. To, yeah, but to your point, King, natural resources is the game. Mm -hmm. So what you've seen Africa has started to do now is the youth, have declared that they want the natural resources back. Sheep, That's what's man. going on. So now, so now in Haiti, um, you know, and I know all the Haitians are watching this, and I'm going to say this, we have a puppet prime minister right now in Haiti, you know, and I know he's watching this, so this is perfect. So he's, his term was supposed to be only for four months. After they went in, they assassinated the Haitian president, the Colombians, they went in, right, 22, whatever. They set up whatever. And, I, again, I think the Colombians was just a pawn for the bigger picture of what was going on. Oh, so this dude that's literally been here in four months, he's been here three years, going on three years, supposed to be four months. We have asked for him to leave. So we're demanding that he leaves because we don't need the country to get into a crazier situation. You know what I mean? Because what are the youth demanding now? The youth want the natural resources back. What are they demanding now? They want education. Like, if you find a situation to give a nigga a job, he right. gonna put that gun down, he gonna come work for you. Right. So that's sort of like where we at now, you feel me? And you said they tried to assassinate you too. It's all online. You saw, how quick? <coughs> we ain't doing it. Y'all niggas water. trying to kill me uh -uh. on the show. Uh -uh. Get us water. <laughs> nah, nigga, yeah. don't do we that. We ain't do that. You can Take read up on it. <laughs> Yeah, we got one. You can read up on it. You know, when I ran, they tried to pop me. And that's just how it goes. And then, you know, again, <clears throat> there's what social media, thank you, love. There's what social media that could amplify something. And there's always the reality. Because you got the conspiracy theorists online. This is true, where <clears throat> they'll try to paint different pictures of what happened. Yeah, they try to assassinate me. That's what happened. And it's obvious all you got to do is look at what they did to the president right. when they rolled up in his crib. But again, beyond <clears throat> the fact of whatever they did at me and came at me, why the fuck would a nigga try to run to be president of a country that they call the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere? Because right. I know that that's not true. Right. That place is wealthy in resource, man. Right. Gold. Oil, right. copper, lithium. The people. You heard that? The people are what you call, right? And then they under, like 20, the new millennials, it's insane. And guess what they want? They just want job creations and education. So I feel that in the course of history, because we live in our lives now, 200 years from now, they're going to judge us. So some things you do now ain't going to be popular to the public. They're just not going to get it. But in history, my nigga, they're gonna understand it. That's right. So when, when you look back in history and you go, 
2012, whatever the year was of the earthquake, and you'd be like, where was Clef? Where was Wild Clef, that nigga that came from the village that was riding the donkey? If it's like, oh, well, he was shaking his hips with Shakira, and he was with Santana, but we never saw him on the island. And in history, because the only thing they're going to care about is this, how you move the culture forward. That shit called Iridium. Iridium. Yeah. Well, we could talk about Iridium. So Iridium, no, I got you. So, and then we're the second in the world, largest with with Iridium. I got to shake your hand on that. Now, everybody that's watching that, Google this word, Iridium in Haiti. Okay, this is some of the fight. Why? Because as we move forward into the future, here's another jewel for all the kings and queens watching. Iridium is going to be needed because now you're moving into a green environment. Everything is friendly. Mm-hmm. You're going to need that for your cars, mm-hmm. for all of like electric where we going, <laughs> electric vehicles, and, and all of that. So you're going to need all of all that. The boys, so as we speak, this is what's happening right now. So no, we're not the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Right. We're actually one of the, the richest countries in natural resources. Wow. We're being ripped off. That's what's happening. But that's crazy. But... Because when we talk, I found out I got Jamaican in my blood and my native. So do gang. You feel me? Yeah. It's just, I love hearing about the Maroons and just about how y'all fight for, 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 for the rights. And like you saying now that the young millennials like, we just want our resources back. We just want to create. Yeah. And it's like, it always seems like what's stopping us is the government. And just to hear you say, we just need a clean government. If we have a clean, straight government, we'll be straight. Yeah, y'all need a clean government. You said something earlier, Jamaica and Haiti with the shotters. How do we feel about that? Just a little historical fact before I move on. Bookman was from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. He was barely 12. He was a Jamaican mm-hmm. who went to Haiti and was part of the Haitian Revolution. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have the Haitian Revolution without having Bookman. That's what makes us closer mm-hmm. than more separated. But they didn't want to give us that in history. You know what I'm saying to mm-hmm. you? To your point, we said we need cleaner government and cleaner governance. How do we get to that, mm-hmm. y'all? We get to that to y'all. Y'all got to demand it. So that's what we tell the youth in Haiti. Nobody is bigger than y'all, the people. Y'all hit the streets. Y'all can't, like, back up. Like, you know what I mean? You saw what happened in Sri Lanka. Like, you literally, if you got to run up in that White House and tell the people that's what we want as a unit, that's how you got to move. And... um. The power is within the youth. And, and of course, yeah, I do know a lot because you ain't just going to run for president without understanding right. what the backside channels are and how they move. But nobody is bigger than the people, my fam. Mm-hmm. They can't murder a million people, period. Man, they, getting back <laughs> to the music, I got to ask, man, because you are a part of one of the biggest groups in hip-hop is in music history. Like, and y'all getting back together to go back on tour. Like, when... You know, one of my favorite lines in any music is then the Fuji's going to break up and every day I wake up, somebody got something to say. Like, just that power that you had as a group. When did you realize that y'all were at the status where people loved y'all worldwide the way that they do? <clears throat> Fuji's is short for refugees. And right from the gate, we didn't want to do music. We wanted to do a movement. We called it refugees so we could touch you if you're in the States, but also in the Sudan. We touch you too. You're in the favelas of Brazil. Touch you too, you in South Africa. So it, it, it became bigger than us. It's not us. It's like, that's why 
Last year, if you show up at the tour, we barely did promotions. Everything was sold out, stadium, mm-hmm. right? Because when people show up and we make you feel good, right? Because what happens is, like when you listen to Bob Marley, like you feel good. Like mm-hmm. you, it's like what happened to that energy. So, um, so that's sort of like how it started off for us. It was more, we wanted to be a movement. You know what I'm saying too? And guess what? <clears throat> when you get like older, you get wiser. Mm-hmm. Like meaning like, it's so deep to me now because it's like you create something. And, and I, don't, I, I don't think people understand like when we say like we bought, we took hip hop and the way we bought hip hop to Europe, no one has ever, it's, it's like we, 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 we Harriet Tubman it, right? Mm-hmm. So that it's like, okay, we're, we're out there and it's like, okay, well, who's going to open up for us? Let's bring Jay-Z to open up. Mm-hmm. Let's bring Nas. Because at the end of the day, we felt like that the energy and what the people should be getting is what's real. Because it is going to start to circulate around the world. Mm-hmm. And because where we come from, it was created from where we came from. So we needed people to get that organic. And long before... Yeah, yeah. And before us, you know, you had like the Melly Mel's and those guys that was going out there. But I felt like when we came in... <clears throat> and another thing we killed was the stereotype of hip-hop is a microphone and two turntables. Mm. Fuji's killed that. Mm. So that was another thing in Europe. Like, it shocked them. Like, when they see motherfuckers showing up playing instruments, mm-hmm. when they hear Lauryn Hill singing, mm-hmm. and they see me playing keys, it, it's messing them up because they, they have an ideology of what hip-hop is. And again, as keepers of the culture... We wanted to show them that, nah, hip-hop is everything. Think about, I remember when we was coming out, people was like, it's not hip-hop. They said it's alternative because we were singing in melodies. Mm. And now look, today, look what year we in. You know what I'm saying? So you got to do it. It's all you got. Nothing but If you can't walk it out, <laughs> if you can't nah, walk with the melodies, you ain't saying it's nothing. Right. <laughs> now you, you've generated billions of dollars like globally. Where did you learn the music business from? It's so funny that you say that. So we're in 2024 now, right? right. And I was looking and I was like, oh, wow. A, over a billion views for Shakira Hipstone Line, right? Then I was like, okay, over a billion views for Avicii. Avicii's my guy. He, start, he actually started EDM. He was a genius. And this is what I want kids to know. This is the facts. So we produced Killing Me Softly, Miss Hill, a.k.a. El Boogie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sang it. Killing Me Softly, before I, I, my generation, was the Roberta Flack generation. Mm-hmm. And y'all know the Lauryn Hill version, right? Mm-hmm. So, but who wrote it? Mm-hmm. We ain't write the shit. So here goes the game. Now we're going to get into financial literacy. Let's talk right. about it. Right. So here goes the game. We ain't write it, but we performed it. And it was amazing. And we made somebody $8 million, right? Mm-hmm. So that means that whoever was the composer who wrote it was literally sleeping in his bed and he made $8 million like that, right? And then now look at how big that version is. So that person, copyright, has generated them millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So this is the game. Bro. So... Royalties, but bigger than royalties, 
publishing. Mm -hmm. The game is to own your own copyright and your own composition. Mm -hmm. The game is the power of licensing. Dig, your publishing is your real estate. So your publishing is your real estate game. Because you know how once you invest in real estate, it could be 30 years down from now. Mm -hmm. Like you're still going to get money from that property. You could flip it, whatever you want to do. Hey. So in saying that, I was like, okay, I need to be on the other side of the game. I need to be on the side of when I'm 54, I could be sleeping. And then I don't have to worry about picking up an instrument. So I'll just give you one example. So the phone goes off. Yo, man, what's up, my brother? You know we the best, right? Mm -hmm. Reggie, why I'm Khaled? We go way back, right, to days of shot. <laughs> exactly. He said, yo. He was scared. Yeah, and, you know, and then, you know, so my brother is uh, uh, very excited when he has visions. Mm -hmm. Yo, I got this vision, man. Remember the song you wrote? Maria, Maria, man. I got this vision, you know. Um... Think you could get Santana and boom, 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 right? But I own the majority of the song. So I hit up the godfather, Santana, and I just put him with Khaled, right? So, but keep in mind, the actual composition itself, right, is a Wyclef Jerry Wonder composition. So that means that now we're talking, we're talking big now, because we're talking about we own the building. Mm -hmm. So now you want, you got to pay rent for the building. So now watch this. So now, of course, DJ Khaled gets Rihanna, Bryson Teller. Amazing. Makes the shit a hit. I was a baby and I sat on the keyboard and was like, doom, do 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 Right? Now, what does that mean? That's a billion streams. So what does that mean? When I'm at the Super Bowl and I, I'm going to, there's countless images of this thing. Mm -hmm. So you look at it and say, well, what does that mean? Every time that it could be a billion streams of Khaled and Rihanna, but the composition itself is the real estate. So that means that this is what you call, you got to teach this in financial literacy. Mm -hmm. So the way that you get wealthy, everybody's popping when they're 20 and 21 and 22. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I was my own Mayweather at 21 and 22, you know what I'm saying? But I'm 54, so what used to matter to me doesn't matter. But when I'm 25, the ice that I wear, like, it matters to me, you know what I'm saying to you? But now at 54, the ice has to translate into buildings, mm -hmm. into small islands, into, you know, mm -hmm. investments. So how do you get there? And the way that y'all get there is y'all got to make sure that y'all have ownership. It could be, I don't, and don't think of it like music. Mm -hmm. Think of it as intellectual property, my nigga. Mm -hmm. If you say one phrase, I remember, peep this. I freaking was doing one song one time, and all I wanted to say was, let's get ready to rumble. And I Michael did, niggas was like, yo, that. you got to go clear it. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know you could patent a slogan. Do you know how, let's start with battle rap. Do you know how many slogans is in battle rap that if they understood that mm -hmm. and they went and patent their own slogan, mm -hmm. that literally, because that's the culture, they, they take those languages and, and it becomes, it's like Shakespearean. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I ain't just talking about just music, just everything in general, you know what I'm saying to you? All the way down to his generation, my generation, you got a retirement plan. 
Now, the thing is, when I was your age and I saw somebody retiring, I was like, oh, they're about to die. They're going to go to Miami, get a little condo, live out their life in a the beach, they're going to die. No. I'm 54. I ain't even start living yet. Go live. Right? So the thing is, but somebody got to be like, yo, start saving that bank when you're 20-something. Look up the policies. Look at the benefits that you can get at your age. All of this is important because you, if you constantly want to maintain that fly lifestyle, you constantly want to live it, mm-hmm. then you got to start early and start saving early. Mm-hmm. You understand that shit. You got to start, stack, save. Stack piggy bank early. Yeah. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu From BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The score. Why, why the score? Why, why that name for that classic album? Well, we felt like we had to come and settle the score because we felt like we was... Um, is the word underrated? Underestimated. Underestimated. And then we, we felt like when we did Blunted on Reality, you know, that album, the first sort of freshman album went copper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying too? And then it went copper and we felt like we was misunderstood. Mm. And the reason why we felt we was misunderstood, off camera, I was telling y'all, the Fugees was signed to Le Gem. That's a cool in the gang brother, production team. So Khalees Bayon, my man that did uh, R.I.P. to him, he passed away. Uh, Jungle Boogie, mm-hmm. she's fresh, exciting, uh, right. celebrate every bar mitzvah. Celebrate the time. Come on, ladies' night. <clears throat> ladies' night, come. Yeah, they they producing. You think I'm gonna say something? So right. you know, and he's like, yo, this is the direction at the time. So at the time, there was a, a group called Onyx. What's that? Oh, I'm about to put your skirt up. Yeah, remember, sir. So being like we had an energy when we was performing live, he wanted to translate that to the album. And that didn't go off well with the the hip-hop audience in America, Mm. not in Europe. I'm just giving you an example. And then uh, so on that album, I remember I asked him, I was like, yo, can I produce one song? And he was like, what? I said, I have an idea. Just an acoustic guitar and rhyming over an acoustic guitar. And I ended up being vocab. And then Lauren was like, could she get one? And hers ended up being some some seek stardom, you know, but they forget Harlem. And then so when you listen to those two records, you could just see like if we had that shot. Meanwhile, while that's going on, we get back to the booger basement in the hood. We cooking on that MP. You know what I'm saying? Like that ready or not you hear? That that sample came from uh, Sleepwalker. It's a it was an old sample from Sleepwalker. We up in the hood. I was smoking, and I fell asleep to that sample, the Enya shit, and it was in a movie on a VCR. And then uh, I remember waking up. I remember uh, Spud McKenzie woke up to the dog Spud McKenzie with yeah. one foot. And then it hit me. I was like, yo, if, Amer- if a dog could be famous in America, right. ain't no way we ain't going to be famous. Right. <laughs> I remember, like, again, simple record took time. This is what people don't understand. So now you can do a whole album in your basement. You can do it in your room. You could do it anywhere. You know where we did that whole album at 30 years ago? Wow. Right in the hood, in the Booger basement, my uncle's basement. That's another part of us. We engineers. So imagine, like, we got to get the room, built the patch base, built. I'm talking about the whole OMCI board. Take everything. Like, we was our own computers at the time. When you listen to, like, all that joint, I'm like this. Roll the tape. I'm pulling when the bass come out, so all of the math is in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm doing hand automation. It's not on no Neve. So at the end of the day, it's like, that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, the Fujis are architects. Scientists, mm-hmm. because think about what everyone's doing right now. You could do it with a laptop, my nigga. 
We was doing our shit with no laptop. So you can have an artist who's a dope rapper. You can have a dope artist who's a dope businessman, a good singer, or whatever. But I'm telling you, what we've what you heard, we built it from our hands, like from scratch. Guttering the basement, putting the panels up, building the patch base, going to um, junkyard sales. I'll take this, I'll take that. And from this, it birthed the score. So we did that because we was like, we, we come to settle the score. That's crazy. 50 years of hip hop, man, did you ever think you would see her? 50 years of hip hop. Make a billion dollars rapping. 50 years of hip hop is amazing. And I think that <coughs> we all are awoke now to a whole nother level. And what I want everybody to look at is as we move into these next 25 years of hip hop, mm -hmm. um, being a billionaire is not a, it's not like they're giving you a gift. Right. You deserve to be a billionaire right. because you've, you've consumed and have made companies billions and billions of dollars. So at the end of the day, um, Understanding that what's amazing to look at the next 25 years is how savvy this generation is. And how, remember when Jay was like, uh, uh, I'm gonna make y'all pay for what y'all did to the coke rush. Yeah. You see what I'm saying to you? So it's like, at the end of the day, it's like we've leveled off in, in positions of power, all of us, and in different sectors, right? But it's really only a few of us. Like, it's really a handful but we came in with hundreds and thousands of them, right? And it's a handful. So the thing is, when we look at the next 25 years, what we want to make sure is when he's my age, it's like there's no longer a handful. Like it's a complete movement. You know what I'm saying to you? Where it's like, okay. Yeah, they gonna you, be some. That's right, because they balanced out in a way of like generational wealth. Like, um, Rothschild-style wealth. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Chico was talking about earlier about the Jay-Z line. We said, and then the Fuji's gonna break up. So clearly, that had fucked his day up. No no group wants to break up. Man. Yeah. How did you deal with that shit? Knowing that you got one of the dopest groups, y'all done sold the most albums, musically, y'all just in sync. Like, how did you deal with that? Well, I mean, when I look back at it, we was, we was child, child stars. Kids. We was kid stars. Yeah. Like, I, I could see it now, and I look back, but when I'm a kid, I don't know I'm a kid, mm -hmm. right? So what do you gonna do? You're gonna make mistakes. Now, when you become grown, what do you do? With consolation, you apologize for everybody that you did wrong, because now you start to understand it. Because it's not just my story, right? Mm -hmm. It's long before me, there was somebody else. Long before that person, there was somebody else. Um, what it did was it made the reconciliation even more stronger. And you'll un you're going to understand what I'm saying for probably the next 12 months. That's beautiful. Right? So, but it's like, um, we see the mountains and shit and be like, yo, this mountain is dope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, you climb the tree, you're like, yo, that's dope. But my nigga, if we was to like smoke an L and then sit back, and then jump on some science shit on how the mountain became the mountain. Right. You know what I'm saying? From the combustions and all of that, we'd be like, oh. So at the end of the day, um, of course, it fucked everybody day up. You know what I'm saying to you? But it's sort of like, 
sometimes you can question what happens at the time, but then later it all makes sense. You know what I'm saying to you? Um, I felt like if that happened, you wouldn't have got the miseducation. I was just about which to was a very insane and important album. You wouldn't have got the carnival. You wouldn't have got so again, like you wouldn't have got someone please call nine one one. Like yeah. think about the miseducation. The miseducation was an album mm -hmm. that is like a bible. One of the greatest albums ever. Come on. I got to ask, though. Mm -hmm. It's a rumor that I've always heard. I got to ask you directly. Was you just lost one a diss song to Wyclef? Um, you might win some, but, but you really lost one. It's funny how money changes situation. That whole, is that a, is that a diss song to Wyclef? I mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't answer that because I didn't write the song, right? But I'm a, a, a battle rapper. So I'm going to address you direct when I address you. Mm -hmm. So I, do, do I think the song is about me versus that? That's a different question. Do, well, okay. Do you think that the song was about you at the time? Nigga, I knew the song was about me. He knew it. You like that setup. That was a bar. That was a rap bar. You like that. Huh? What was your reaction when you heard it? And you really just sat there and listened to it? I said, fuck. This shit is hard. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let these hands. That's good. You got, yo, you take an L, you gotta take the L. Keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But you, you can work with anybody, bro. You can you can go from Shakira to Yin Yang Twins. When you, I love Yin Yang. I did that. Motherfucking Santana, bro. Yeah. I said, you got a new joint with uh, Lola Brooke and Pusha T. Yeah, so this chapter two. I'm inspired again to start to put um, work out. Mm -hmm. So for me, it starts off with my production brain. Mm -hmm. So I got approached by a company called TIAA. We was talking earlier on getting your paper right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what, who can convey that message in a way like for the youth who don't feel like I'm preaching to them? You know what I'm saying? So I put a scenario together, like as a producer. So I was like, okay, let me get Lola Brooke. Flaw J, mm -hmm. uh, Pusha T, mm -hmm. Capella Gray, and just put a combination together. Flaw J from LSU? Yeah. That's you, hard. You heard what he yeah, said now. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Remember, she was the one, she was doing Ready or Not on yeah. the Ready or Not beat. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what made it come out. Crazy. She's fire. Now, he, we talk music all the time. Yeah. Like, as a producer who's produced some of the biggest hits, when you get a track, do you still just, do you just leave that bitch or do you have to produce a little bit, no matter who you get it from? I don't, like get, I, don't get, I don't get tracks. I built them from scratch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I get yeah. this point. With so I even... build it from scratch, but you can call me and say, I got a track, mm -hmm. and I, I want you to come and be on it. So one example is Young Thug. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He got so, the Wyclef John. You heard yeah, the Wyclef John on yeah. the Jeffrey album. Yeah, so, yeah. That's uh -huh. shit crazy. So really, you know, start with prison reform, and when we say free to slime, we really mean that. Like, at the end of the day, we all could have been within that situation, period. Um, so, you know, Thugger brings me to the studio. I remember it was his birthday. And, um, and we catching a vibe. And um, they have the beat, you know what I'm saying, to you? And it's there. And then, so, certain things I can feel right on the spot, you know what I'm saying, to you? So, there's things that you produce, 
and then there's things that you wish you produced, right? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying, Tim? You wish you produced so, as a Nah, come on. I could go to every Dr. Dre song, <laughs> every Kanye song. I'm just saying, like, so at the end of the day, as a producer, you hear things and you're like, yo, that shit is so crazy. And then it inspires you, too. You know what I'm saying to you? So as a, uh, we always push in the envelope. So I think with this new joint that we have, um, again, it's 2024. I started the, the production. Um, this record is called Paper Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a vibe, I'm in a zone, and the zone ain't gonna stop. We have, we, we, we feel it again. How do you, how does okay, wait. get on, how do you get on Wyclef Radar? Just like, Lola Brooke, Flage, and then you put the Pusha T there. That shit just crazy. You gotta, you gotta also be a fan of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? How did she get on Wyclef Radar, man? Cause you be over there building wells with Bono, you in Haiti running for president, I, I don't know, man. I just might have to spit some bars because based on what you just said right there, you said nigga be building wells. Like, I don't have time for this shit. You see what I said to you? Yeah. But um, when you're a fan of the culture, mm-hmm. you're a fan of the culture. So it's like, if I tell you, like, if Murder Mook is watching this, mm-hmm. he'll tell you, like, I was in the studio with Murder Mook. It was like 20 years ago, just doing records with him, mm-hmm. right? You know, like, so it's like, I love, remember I was telling you, I never, I didn't really want to be famous. I keep saying that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like Quincy. Composer. You want to be like a composer. composer. So right. people be like, yo, man, how do you feel that you ain't the top five best rappers of all times, right? I said, composer. I said, nigga, I'm a composer. So I need you to judge me as a composer. Like, as a composer, who does what I do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just showed you some shit offline. Like, this long before everybody, whatever, I was at Carnegie Hall with the Tucks, conducting the Philharmonic Orchestra. Fuck your talk. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that to me, Ooh, yeah, that's what we are. You feel what I'm saying to you? <laughs> Facts. Yeah, you know, I play drums in the orchestra, nigga. Ooh, you, you know the vibe, up, man. <laughs> you, 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 know, on, I, nigga. you were conducting. Ooh, you fucked them up. You know, I, I, I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. I should brag more as a rapper. I don't do that. But Carnegie you Hall. Pray, you might just have to remind motherfuckers. Yeah, but Carnegie Hall. But it's history. That's why yeah, you got Carne- to Carnegie Hall. That's the one. I'm the first rapper ever. Full. Philharmonic Orchestra. One night with Wyclef. Everybody is there, and I reroute everybody's music. Destiny Child. They there. Stevie Wonder. He there. Whitney Houston. She's there. Charlotte Church. She's there. Eric Clapton. He there. Third, and everybody came for me because I wanted to redefine Carnegie Hall because I felt like when I was younger, mm-hmm. I felt like that hall was intimidating to like us. Like they felt like we couldn't be in that we hall. So literally, and so when I show, when you look at this, Why Clef and Friends at Carnegie Hall, my front band is all kids. So literally the oldest one is 16. So, and I was calling them Clef kids because in high school as a jazz major, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I was super advanced. So at Carnegie Hall, I bought all of these kids and I gave them that chance. You know what I'm saying? To you and a little bit of hip hop history. Um, my first music video ever, I was an extra for Eric B and Rakim. Mm-hmm. Upright bass. Mm-hmm. Don't sweat the technique. Mm-hmm. That's, That's hard. That's, That's me crazy. Upright. That's hard, man. That's crazy. <laughs> And I got it because I knew the fingering of the upright, right? right? Because I played uprights. I was going to say, did the clef come from the clef note? Huh? Man, man, what's crazy, man, my dad was a theologian, man. He was just a a, a R.I.P. to him, but he was just 
like religious crazy. So, mm-hmm. so Wycliffe John, he actually named me after the, the reformatator, the first translation of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John by Wycliffe John from England, who inspired the Lutheran doctrines later. Oh, wow. So that's how the nigga named me Wycliffe John. So he always thought like, I would pick up after him and be a minister or something. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. doing it. I got it. Yeah, different yeah. Being the first one to do Carnegie Hall, I don't know if you've noticed that everybody's doing that now. Uh, I just hosted something for Wale at the Kennedy Center where he did a live band tip, just did a yeah. live orchestra. Yeah. So you Nas go back. Live yeah, orchestra. go back. Everybody's doing it yeah. now, so you were yeah. the first one to ever yeah. do that. And then not only being at Carnegie Hall is one thing, but the orchestration writing all the sheet music, mm. like, I'm saying, like... For each instrument? Yeah. And then being a conductor... Hold on, hold on, man. You don't know how hard that is. You wrote yeah. the music... Yeah. Not I wrote, each instrument. Yeah. You write the music in every... Like, if I'm doing a Bach piece, I'm going to construct it from backwards to forward. Because I hear it a different way. I'm just going to say, as a conductor, if I'm doing, when you up there, you know when the flute's off, you know when the clean... Yeah, you know so if I'm doing... Home. Yeah. So shout out, actually, to my music teacher from high school. Because she the one that... that that, that literally started teaching me how to read music and get into it. So that's really me. Like, at the end of the day, I was that kid from the hood that could defy anything. I didn't want to do what the average was doing. It's almost like a nigga who pick up a, 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 a golf stick, right? And they go, well, you're not supposed to wear this jacket. It's green. It's a master's jacket because of the color of your skin. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, when you, when you the reason why he's, he's amped like that a composer is not addition or subtraction. It's like calculus. Like, you're doing the highest level of math and you're moving at real time. And you got to put all this shit together. It, it yeah. comes from him. Make it, it sound comes from him. As yeah. one. Yeah, as one sound. Make it, yeah. make it one sound yeah. like that. So when you hear right. Gone to November? Yeah. Okay, so Gone to November, that's the, the, the Philharmonic Orchestra. Wow. So I did, so again, that's a, that's a hip-hop record with a symphony in it. So I put orchestra inside of hip-hop music. So there's all this stuff that uh, I do and continue to do. Um, I probably just got to talk about it more because niggas be capping. 911 send you a thank you letter for that goddamn song you wrote. Someone please call 911. Yo, you know how hurt you had to be, nigga, to call 911 knowing them police be killing people? (laughs) Like You like, still show up. Yeah, so how do you look at it now? Because just, just hearing about you saying you're a composer, because I, I love music. Like, that's yeah. my passion. So just to hear people takes on, you know, certain levels when it comes to the music, when you say, I'm a composer, when it was important at a time when you had to learn to read music, you had mm. to know all okay. 12 scales. I'm about to like, put you up you on You got to know it. And then now you see that it's computerized mm. and motherfuckers can cheat it. And yeah. it's not really, if somebody would put some xylophone sticks in your hand and be like, play me these 12 skills, they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I so how, do you, how do you try to like manage that and be like, you know what, and, and still keep your, your authenticity on it? So the first part of the orchestration comes from your head. Right. Yes. James Brown, one of the greatest right. composers. Right. He ain't play an instrument. Mm. You could look at the nigga and be like, this the part. The bass gonna go like this. Right? Mm-hmm. So, again, nothing is gonna be... A nigga could cheat as much as he want. Mm-hmm. But a nigga who got... You, you got the shit in your head. Right. Then you can tell the computer what to do. 
So man versus machine. Mm -hmm. Is the AI smarter than you or are you smarter than the AI? Mm -hmm. Right? Because so, if you're smarter than the AI, what you're going to do is in your brain, you'd be like, hmm, I got a freaking orchestra here. I got a bass man. I got a guitar. I got these background vocals. But in your brain, though, it's already here. Mm -hmm. And then so the computer, you can go on freaking arcade. And you'll be like, okay, exactly, because it's already in your brain. So nothing beats the orchestra. So nothing beats the composer. So it don't matter if it's a computer or a nigga. I always say that if anyone's complaining, like a nigga be like, oh, nigga can cheat. He can, yeah, but the computer can't write 911. It just can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. Look, I wish I could be like, if I knew that there was Words something because it was already in my right. head right. so if i had a program where i could have grabbed that and saved me five minutes i would have just did that but if it's not here then it would happen you know because i learned that from michael jackson being in the studio with him mm -hmm. and how he moved his body you know drumming and just every sound that he's hearing okay. and the orchestra come from your head and i always say technology my man every tech that you see we are the asiatic there's nothing that is out there underneath the sun, that's not us. So a plug-in, before the shit was a plug-in, mm -hmm. it was from a patch bay. Mm -hmm. And from the patch bay, it was converted like we. So it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? At the end of the day, without the human being, right. nothing is possible. So it's like we got to push ourselves. No, we could we could do this all, all day. day. But we, we are huge Michael Jackson fans. We got to get that Michael, a Michael Jackson story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Michael Jackson, <clears throat> I, I remember I was that sharpie too. I remember I was coming off tour and um and then uh my phone goes off. Right. Right? And uh when my phone go off, like, hello, it's Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. And you gave him a little bit more bass in the book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mike's voice was deep for real. It was. Um okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, so Michael hits me, but in a, in the hood, man, we like I'm a pranker, so I'm always fucking around with my friends. We always playing around. Right. So, and I was like, "Yo, get the fuck out of here!" And I hung up on Michael Jackson. Oh, God yeah. damn! Yeah. I, I hung oh, up on man. Mike. Yeah, everybody say I would have hung up <laughs> on Mike ass too, man. Get the fuck, fuck out of here! You ain't no Michael Jackson. Exactly. Sing man. Billie Jean, then nigga. <laughs> Yo, man. Yo, this dude. Yo, and then Michael calls back. And I ain't going to lie to y'all niggas. He calls back. And Michael's like, hello. And when my brain computed that, that was, that was, that was Michael, my voice reversed. And I was like, hello, Mr. Michael. Yo, my voice. Yo, my voice was reversed. <laughs> Yo. And then he told me he was in some country in Asia and this song came in, Gone right. to November. And then he saw the orchestra. Right. And then he told his people, who was that? And then he got my number and he had to call me. And he said, Yo, I'm going to be in New York and I want you to come to the studio. And you know it was how freaking how that is to get a nigga number back then. <laughs> like just the beat, like, and hey, who is that? 
Get his number for me. <laughs> and a random Asia. country in Asia. 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 I got to leave to go find him. Give me his number. I got to go outside. <laughs> like, what? The worst. They had to call the whole phone book. Yeah, I'm trying to get in touch with White Clef. White Clef? That's crazy, bro. Yeah, so he definitely, when I got in with him, again, just the short time that I spent with him, it was like a whole day. He literally changed my perception. And it was like, that's how I knew, like, whatever you do, just keep doing what you do. Because right. yes, people are going to find you. Right. Yes, sir. They're going to find you. Now, before you go, we got to talk about this Netflix documentary that they did on your life. Like, what is, what is that and when can we look forward to seeing it? And yeah, man. So, so Netflix is doing an animation film on... Prince of Port-au-Prince, which is me. We talk about how you escape poverty through imagination. So it's on the level of like a Rio, a Lion King. Mm -hmm. I wanted my first film to be about that village, like what we talked about. Because when you see shit from the eye of a kid, it's not like from the eye of an adult. You know what I'm saying? So so all I could do is tell you is um, when when y'all watch this, make sure y'all bring y'all children with y'all, your little niece cousin. And then be like, yeah, this is a real dude. Like, he literally is from the hut. So anything that you want to do, you can do. I'm very excited, too, about what that score going to be for that. So I'm working, as we speak, with choirs in Haiti. See choirs in Haiti. Um, I'm also working with a conductor who's working with these kids building an orchestra. Mm -hmm. And these kids are in the village. So they're getting instruments. And they built it. So a lot of this score, um, I want it to be like on the level of Lion King, right? My ultimate dream, man, is to be in the Oscars with all those Haitian kids from that village playing these instruments and going crazy. And I'm going to cry if that happens. You said it on this council, so it's going to happen. Because I'm going to host it. I'm going to host it. That's right. Say it. Say it. One thing we got to do before we get you out of here, Wycliffe, yeah. you got to sign our table for us. Okay, man. Anything you want to leave them you with? You got to go, man. Why the fuck? Why? Man, guys, what would you got to do out here? Go on, Stay, man. <laughs> Anywhere you want. Who we got next? Fuck them. <laughs> oh, that's a dope instrumental. J-O-N okay. made that. That's hard. Let that play. I got you. I'm going to ride with you. Yeah. yeah. I can rhyme. You can hear me? Yeah. Okay. Remember I tell you I used to battle rap? Yeah. Okay. I'm the one, yeah. I know what you thinking, me too, but in my game of numbers, they could only be a few, I'm the trinity, guess the riddle kid, one man on two sticks, what's that, the crucifix, that's what they taught me in Sunday school, forgive my foes, Files printed at Pinocchio's nose, if it's six, go to seven, that's the number of completion. Adam ate the apple, so they cast him from the garden of Eden. Mm. Jealousy got him waving his nine king kills Abel. He a ten man. You know his heart pumps on you. Two one ain't enough to make it rain. Microphone check one two. Rap lives in my vein. Mm. I'm from the era dudes scrap with their hands. Play Friday the 13th, get Cobra Cut to body slam. Uh-huh. But my nephews don't use their hands. It's M14, M15, guns and roses. Pointed at your sweet 16 and I was bald. 
On October 17th, that's the day they killed my leader, Jean-Jacques Dessalines. Uh-huh. Mama told me there's monsters under my bed, they 18. Think not for Max the 19th, I was my enemy. Uh-huh. 2020 vision, say the good die young. I had to trick death, that's how I made it past 21. that's crazy. That was all right there. I finally got my favorite episode. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.